0: Hello and welcome to the Ramon Foster show, starring the one and only Ramon Foster. Feels like that should have like monster truck show echoes to it. Ramon, 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 <laughs> Foster, Foster, Foster,
1: Foster.
0: I'm always to that. you as always by the Get Go Cafe and Market, where they are open 24-7, serving hot, fresh food. Ramon, happy Friday from St. Louis.
1: The Lou, man. St. Lou. Ah, uh, welcome. Well, you're there. I'm still in Tennessee. And it is Friday, and I'm appreciative of it because why I enjoy Fridays.
0: You know what's happening out here right now? What's that? Snow. People don't think of St. Louis and snow. But it, it's legitimately snowing out there right
1: yeah, now. We, uh, we're supposed to have some this weekend in Tennessee. But it, on Sunday, it's supposed to be super nice. Mm-hmm. Huh. So what is life at this point, DK? Other than the fact we celebrate Friday today, man. And I yes. got a new cut. And no, I forget who it was. But you didn't bully me into a new haircut. <laughs> that talking was, about... That to, was, uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. With, 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 that, that? with the Hey Hamon segment. Where yeah. We so we were getting uh, ripped apart for being oh unkempt. It was it was James that did this
1: <laughs> unkempt.
0: Uh, yeah, it was. We were unkempt. Yeah. Unkempt, by the way, is one of those magical words that doesn't have a, a kempt
1: to it. Yeah, like are yeah. You, can
0: you be kempt?
1: I don't I don't know. But anytime you said it, it's one of those words that's always not very disrespectful disrespectful, but lightly disrespectful. Unkempt.
0: Like, yeah, unkempt has that little extra, like,
1: you know, like to if it, you go to somebody's you know? house and man, how was the house? And you got an unkempt house. Like, ooh, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's like, you're wondering
0: what's going on between the drywall, you know? <laughs>
1: exactly. Exactly. But <laughs> here we are, and we're both kempt. Here we are. Uh, <laughs> let's talk some football.
0: I'm ready. Uh, the Steelers have made a lot of moves, Moan. Yeah. They've plugged a lot of holes. They've gotten themselves to the point where the general manager, the outgoing general manager of the football team could state publicly that there was only one starting position left to fill. That, of course, being safety opposite makeup. Mm -hmm. And I have a question for you, because by the time they get done, like with everything and the time they have this draft, they are going to have a draft class. The team is not done for as much as everybody analyzes what the team is at the moment. What, what exactly is the fatal flaw of this group? Like, what keeps you from saying, hey, the Steelers are good? Do you know what I'm saying here? Because that seems to have been a, like a foregone conclusion here for months.
1: Yeah, what position? I'll give you, of course, I'm always give you options because it's a, it's a team that's devised of 22 people at one particular time, 11 on offense and defense has got to do the right thing all the time. And it's the most obvious one of them all to me is the quarterback position. Of course. I was talking to a, a, a guy in the comments. Uh, by the way, I got to get his name. Um, Nathan is his first name. And then there was a Stiller fan. that was like contenders for what? You know, was like, we're in the comments all the time, by the way. Yeah. But I messaged back and it's, it's just it's always the quarterback is always looking at the position. that has got to get you to the Super Bowl. You know, you either got a guy that's a a damn good manager, and I say damn good because managers are just okay. You're 500 as a manager, but a damn good one can win you some games. Uh, 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 A franchise quarterback, though, will take you to the show or keep you in the show, or knocking on the show's front door, meaning AFC Championship game, uh, winning a division consistently, uh, being able to make comeback wins to where if it's four minutes left, or no, 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 if it's two minutes left, he's going to carry you down the field. Those are your guys you look for to consistently carry you to the show. So, of course, it's one of those situations with Pittsburgh right now. What What is the biggest divot? It's the quarterback position, but not just him. Not just him. I hate to bully this guy all, not even bully him, but Matt Canada, he's gotta be the one if we don't have the guy. Well, you know Meaning,
0: what? I'm so glad you brought him up. I actually uh, wasn't even going think of him.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's what if if he if, if we don't have the guy, the franchise guy, until Mason, until Mitch, until Dwayne like show us they are them, because that can happen too. But it's got to be on Matt Canada, OC, to be able to formulate a plan to either hide their deficiencies or over-highlight their assets to the team. You know what I'm saying? Like those. Uh, I, I do. That's it.
0: I do, and I and I think of this offense from the from the Mitch Trubisky standpoint and the different things that we've seen that he can do yeah. in his better times in Chicago. Uh, and in that one preseason game where he was unbelievable mm-hmm. last year for Buffalo, and again, it's all we have. I'm not elevating, inflating a preseason you. game, but it's literally all we have that's on film. And I think to myself, okay, if you could utilize other weapons, if yeah. you could uh, make Najee Harris a 1,500, 1,600-yard yeah. type of back, which I think we mutually believe he can yeah, be. I believe that, Yes. If you can utilize Pat Fryermuth, especially, but also Zach Gentry as tight ends Mm -hmm. in the offense. If you can get a third wide receiver that helps free up Deontay Johnson a little bit, but also the better version of Chase
1: Claypool. Yeah. Now
0: it now it does come down to the coordinator. It just Mm -hmm. does.
1: Yeah, it it does. And that's why I said two guys like the Everybody's. I, I'm dying, honestly, to see what Mitch or, or Mason and I think the third horse in this race, and I never count him out, is Dwayne Haskins. But I'm dying to know what they're gonna look like and do. And and not just that, is a lot of things go into honestly, like Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Like the way Sean Payton devised the offense for, for Drew Brees. Like yeah. let's let's think about You know, Peyton being able to to figure out what he was gonna do as a pro. Like, there's a bunch of guys, the system that Tom Brady, like, every quarterback pretty much is a system guy. And truth be told, that system has to work. I feel like we've seen Baker Mayfield crash out a little bit, or truthfully, Ms. Trubisky crash out a little bit, or there's questions right now with the quarterback that's currently in Chicago. What are they gonna be able to do for him at quarterback? Or let even go to Trey Lance. Like, I think we're very optimistic about him because why? The Shanahan offense. Of course. You know? So now we got to look at ourselves in Pittsburgh and say, what is the Canada offense going to look like? What is we, it? We, what we can't, is it? We can not we know. No, no. no, no we, we, we can't use the same excuse of, well, Ben's arm or Ben's not mobile. You got young guys that are very strong, I would think, good arms and mobile. Mm-hmm. Matt Canada, let's pull this sheet back and see what's underneath, man. Let's pull the curtains back and see who's hiding. I need to see this playbook because if you don't go get a first-round quarterback, okay, if you don't go get that, then you have been a part of the picking selection, at least for Mr. Trubisky. to where it's, hey, I got to go do something with him.
0: Yeah, I mean, that, wow. You know, honestly, I didn't think you were going to go here um, <laughs> because it hadn't even crossed my mind. And 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 this, this just kills it. That actually is. Matt Canada is the potential fatal flaw it, in it this is. he really is i i think more so than the quarterback because you can make the individual pieces work when we come back on the ramon foster show uh, we're going to talk about a team that does have a franchise quarterback and whether or not it makes them unbeatable now you mentioned moan in that opening segment Teams that have the franchise quarterbacks and the teams that can make things happen through magic, meaning (laughs) that, you know, you gave him the ball with a minute and a half to go. What were you thinking? What did you think was going to happen to you? Right. Yeah. And that's the Bengals in the AFC North. That's the Bengals. And I say that with respect to what Lamar Jackson does. Lamar Jackson's a different type of quarterback uh, who's had his own successes, obviously, in Baltimore. Uh, but Joe Burrow is that guy in Cincinnati. And, and I guess I feel like ever since the end of this past season, especially yeah. with the Bengals going to the Super Bowl and feel how awkwardly that phrase <laughs> is coming off the, the tongue, right? <laughs> yeah, um, That they've kind of been anointed as, well, this is it. It's just their division now.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know about that. I had a number one. You're right. I don't know about that because the North, more than anything, historically has been very competitive, even in if Cleveland was bad or if Pittsburgh wasn't, you know, picked to be the winners of the North. Baltimore always finds a way to get a dub or Cincinnati to get a dub here that the strongest Cincinnati was when they were winning the division. We would still find a way to split a game. You know, it's, it's always been that. I had a, 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 a former teammate of mine at the University of Tennessee who's a former NFL scout now speak about, specifically out of nowhere, he brought up um, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. And we were talking about some draft stuff because why it's draft season. And he, he said to to me on the radio this morning, he was just like, you, you know, there are certain players that you draft that are starters and, or you deem them as NFL starters. He was like, what, uh, he said, what Cincinnati did this past year They did it with two non NFL starters, meaning these guys are going to be free agents or their backups. They can fill in in the spots. He said what they did was in spite of those two positions, he said right guard and right tackle. This is him saying this. I'm not judging those guys. He said right guard and right tackle are not NFL starters. He's like they won. With guys that are high and above every other pick. He said, Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow is the reason they won. He's and like, and man, I
0: mean, and T Higgins and, and T. Joe Higgins, well, yeah, 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 but you're right. You're right. Okay. But he
1: was saying, as far as picks, picking guys that can get you over the hump. I see. He said, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase took them to that spot of who they can be really good in spite of the right tackle and right guard. And in return, what did they do this offseason in free agency? They went and got Leal Collins, and they also got, I think, if I'm not mistaken, don't quote me on this, I'm probably wrong, but I think they went and got another guard in free agency too. So now you got this team who we're looking at going to the Super Bowl and losing, but truth be told, may have been a little bit closer than we actually thought until mm-hmm. Aaron Donald did, Aaron Donald-type things. Yes, uh, he did. Shout out to Pitt. Um, with that being said, if you look at their makeup and how this guy who's a former NFL scout, Kevin Simon said, look, if they did what they did with two non-starters, if you impl- implement two guys from free agency that are starters, their, their floor has been raised up. You know, and, and, and the addition of thinking Joe Burrow's going to grow a little bit more, you think he's going to be a better pro, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. You know what I'm saying? They got a lot of weapons. Joe Mixon on that team, you it's tough for me to even say it, but I got to respect him a little bit more, even as somebody that I don't hate Cincinnati, but I'm never cheering for him. You know, that's where they are because they have the franchise guy. They got an offense that fits his playing style. He's learned how to get down when defenders are chasing after him. Um, there's a my eyes on him, you know, yeah. but at the same time, I still say to myself, Lamar's still dangerous. Yeah, Pittsburgh know. has a damn good defense. Uh, 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 Cleveland has a damn good defense. And if whenever they unshell um, uh, Deshaun Watson, Cleveland is going to compete also.
0: For the record, the Bengals have signed officially five free agents this offseason. Three of them are, in fact, offensive linemen, oh including, including Lyle, uh, Lyle Collins, Ted Karras, the center Alex Kappa, the guard. Uh, they did lose C.J. Uzoma, who was a really big part yeah. uh, of their offense as a tight end, but they signed Hayden Hurst, a, a guy I actually know pretty well. Yeah, uh, was was once in the Pirates system as a baseball player. Wow. Uh, Nick Eubanks is another one, a, a tight end that they picked up, but they had losses on defense too. And I always mm-hmm. felt throughout the season, Moan, as if the, as if the Bengals' defense never got the credit that it no. deserved for what happened in Cincinnati this past season.
1: No, absolutely not. And they actually, I think they didn't. They pay one of their D tackles also. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as, as,
0: yeah, in terms of keeping them, yes,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, so with, with with that being said, they're they're doing this. I think more than anything on on offense, they're saying to themselves, "We're gonna we're gonna stack and load up." as far as uh, we're going to stack and load up as far as offense goes. As many guys as we can retain, we're going to do that. And we're going to try to build the rest of this team throughout the draft defensively because we know this, they're going to have some solid guys because as of late, they've proven that they can actually find good talent. They've done that. Now, maybe Joe Burrow was bulletproof as far as being able to pick them, you know, but um, when it comes down to, Building a draft, I think it's a little bit easier to get a guy. They got this year pick 31, pick 63, 95, 136, and they got a fifth, sixth, and seven round pick. So they'll, I hate it. Cincinnati is going to be all right for a little while. Yeah, yo. they
0: are. And just to, to get into a couple, to clarify a couple of the names here. Uh, BJ Hill is the defensive tackle. BJ Hill, yes. That you're talking about that they kept, but they lost Larry Oganjoby mm-hmm. on the mm-hmm. on the defensive side. And man, I- I'm sorry. So you know, that's a glue guy.
1: Yeah, it is.
0: You know? It, and it, it, and he went he went to the Bears, and that mm-hmm. is man. <laughs>
1: yeah. I don't have to
0: tell you what Larry meant to that team.
1: No, and, and uh, well, I'll say this, in a very strong defensive line draft this year, I, it'd be, I'd say they gone going de- D-end, de- or, I mean, D-tackle for sure in the first round.
0: You would think so. They aren't unbeatable, though. They aren't No, they're unbeatable.
1: not. Absolutely
0: no. not, and they better run no. through the gauntlet of the AFC North for sure. That's right. That's right. When we come back, hey, mo. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. It's time for the best segment of all. And Rick gets us started on this one where he says, Hey, little Foster and DK. You mentioned TJ Watt on the show yesterday being drafted at number 30 and his being a possible high ceiling guy who was anything but a short thing. I got a question for you. If the Steelers had been drafting at 20 that year, do you think they would have risked their number one pick on an unfinished product. Whereas conversely picking at 20 this year, does that preclude going for a potential high ceiling guy and sticking with a safer pick? I think I get what he's asking. Yeah. 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 Because you feel like you can roll the dice a little more at 30 because what's the difference? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Where yeah. you, 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 you There's not a, there's not going to be a cemented guy at 30 anyway.
1: No, it's not, man. And at that position right there, you're you're picking almost um, the best available. Uh, And TJ to them was probably best available. If there was somebody else there, uh, uh, you know, present for the Steelers to pick the 20th pick that year was Garrett Bowles. I don't think we were in need for a a draft pick or tackle um, as far as the 20th pick goes after him. Uh, Jared Davis, Charles Harris, Evan Ingram, Jaron Connor, Jabiro Pe- Peppers, maybe a safety, charcoal, Taco Charlton. T. Not probably, TJ. probably. <laughs> <laughs> <they're not TJ. laughs> I'm glad you said it. Man. Oh, they're not TJ. Oh, I'm glad you said it. Now, Evan Ingram, tight end, could have possibly been a pick for the Steelers, but a lot of these guys I'm passing on and just the team makeup at the time. It was that Gurion Conley is a cornerback out of Ohio state. Maybe he could have been a draft pick in 17, but I think we were still pretty solid. That was our last year in the window. TJ was a necessary part of what we needed defensively that year in general. So I don't see that being the case that they would not have picked TJ, TJ, of these dudes, even when they're coming out, Jabril Peppers had a whole lot of fanfare when he came out of uh, mm-hmm. Michigan, but I don't think we were in a spot to where we need him Cause I, I'm pretty sure uh, Mike Mitchell was still under contract and still playing fairly well at that point. I don't necessarily see them driving to go get him at that point. TJ may have been the 20th pick still for the Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> because there, a tech McKinley. He's solid still to this day, but I, He's not TJ. Why? And again, what have I always said? Pittsburgh has a way of finding their guy because their scouting department has been so solid, too.
0: And their guy, there's a separation between. And I think this was part of what you were getting into with the the, the scout that you referenced, that you were talking to. The guy can be the one with that super high ceiling. That's maybe yeah. a little bit of a risk or. It can be like you were talking about with Jamar Chase, who's just plug and play. You get him, and you know, you don't guess, you don't wonder, you know that person can just parachute onto your football field yep. and contribute the very first time they're in the huddle.
1: Yep. One hundred percent, man. It is the same guy, Kevin Simon, in general, as a former NFL scout. He also said, you know, like picking the right guys, hard to get all the scouts on the same page. He said he got yeah. laughed out of the room man, whenever he told uh, the Cowboys is who he worked for at the time. Look, I'm putting a second round grade on Matthew Judon, Matthew Judon, oh, that year, boy. He, he went fifth <laughs> round to the Baltimore Ravens, and yes, we've seen Matthew Judon give us fits in Pittsburgh. Yeah, So it's a matter of maybe Pittsburgh gets on the same page a lot more, a lot better than other teams do because he was 100%, 100% correct on Matt Judon.
0: Yeah. What an inexact science though that it, it <laughs> is, you
1: know? It ain't. It ain't in, in, in our conversation, he was just like, um, imagine trying to get He said 30, 40 scouts on the same page to say this guy is a second rounder. This guy's going to play within two years. He said the science of it is tough. I'm going to go on a ledge and say TJ would have been picked in 20. Been picked 20 had we had it.
0: Yeah, I I think, I I mean, I can look at this draft. Honestly, Moan, I feel so 50-50 on this issue (laughs) as to whether or not you get somebody who's, I'll, I'll use wide receiver again because most of them are plug and play.
1: Yeah, yeah, they are.
0: And if you were to go get someone like a Jahan Dotson or whatever from Penn State, you're instantly better. You're, yeah. You, you, without without waiting a single day of training camp, you're yeah. a better football team that day. However, however, if you go and you get yourself that defensive lineman who might have to wait a year or two, mm-hmm. and you know that he's going to bring it at some point and be part of that next generation, the defensive
1: front – I could be sold on that too. You I know, know. what. <laughs> and then when you get him in the building, what is he going to turn into if he has right. a bad day of camp? Not just a bad day, a bad week of camp. Like they crash out. Or will they elevate themselves? It's we're, we're lying to you if we got the correct answer. I'm gonna be a <laughs> <I'm being> hundred. <honest.
0: laughs> That's why everyone comes here to, 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 <laughs> for the Ramon Foster show every day <laughs> for this level of stark honesty. <laughs> Moan, it's been a good week. I'm going to fly home here in a couple hours.
1: Hey, enjoy yourself, man. Um, Hey, play ball, right? Uh, Yeah,
0: they did that here yesterday. It wasn't good. I I I watched it. It wasn't good. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I'm going to come home and cover some other sports for a while.
1: Just a purge.
0: Exactly. Let's do it again Monday, Moan.
1: I'm with it. I'll be here.